So pretty much uh, what we got here is the film that should have been called Don't Look Up. Because we're talking movies. We're talking Nope. Starring Daniel Kalua, Kiki Palmer, and Stephen Young. Written and directed by Jordan Peele. Chris, since the moment pitchers can move, we had skin in the game. That's because they're just waiting for the perfect time to shove metal probes up our ass. everybody and welcome to this week's episode of how'd you like that movie as scott said we're going to be covering the new jordan peele film from 2022 nope scott take us away well one pretty much if you haven't seen this movie or know nothing about it the synopsis is pretty much two siblings run a california ranch and discover something wonderful and sinister in the skies above while the amusement park guy next door tries to profit so pretty much our podcast chris is trying to profit (laughs) and i'm just trying to you know figure out what's going on half the time but in terms of the film itself i loved it oh good i'm glad you loved it because this fucking movie is awful (laughs) what yeah man. oh my god no no i'll I'll, I'll be i'll be honest i we could end this podcast right here with the 2022 film nope by jordan peele chris nope (laughs) <laughs> end of podcast <laughs> man like i do not need to fucking see this movie ever ever again uh i don't this has then confirmed what i already thought after watching us by jordan peele that he's a fucking one-hit wonder and he's not a good director so chris i'm glad you said that you knew i was gonna say that too i didn't but i'm gonna i'm gonna use I, i'm not the one to do quotes or anything like that but i'm gonna do a quote um from and you'll know exactly (laughs) what this is chris this isn't the film the world deserves but this is the film the world needs right now uh i don't know how it needs this fucking movie right now so you're gonna have to explain that well pretty much the reason why i liked it a lot is one like i do like jordan peele and i don't think he's a one-hit wonder because i think what he's doing well, he's had three and, films and two of them are shitty. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't even say that. Like, like to me, each one of these films um, that he's done is literally, um, it's a point of view that I rarely see, and and I'll be honest, it's a point of view I don't identify with. Because, but sorry, what's that point of view? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, he's literally doing films from african-american point of view right like that's fine that's fine but you still got to direct the fucking thing properly and not have the story like a mess that's not paced properly that like the subject matter is almost irrelevant in his movies like they fucking meander on they don't seem to get to where they need to get to he's very stylistic and not a whole not big on a whole lot of fucking content or storytelling like proper storytelling like his movies are boring as fuck and they don't really go anywhere Really? Like, yeah, man. Uh, like this one, the, uh, I did not find this one boring at all. Okay, so um, this film this film is only two hours and 11 minutes, and I was actually shocked when I found that out because I thought I was in a three-and-a-half-hour-long fucking movie. I was like, oh, my God, like, why didn't this guy, like, make this movie shorter? And I realized it's actually not that long. It's just slow and fucking boring. Like, this guy has no understanding of, like, story beats, 
and how to put them in and move back and forth between like action and calmer points in order to emphasize either one of those things. It's just fucking drags on. Okay. So for me, um, okay. So this film pretty much is like underlying story is spectacle and how everybody has to watch. Right. Whatever is out there, people have to watch it. Like they're, it's all spectacle. It's all trying to profit. And you literally have like a cast of characters who are usually the ones that are exploited in terms of these um, spectacle videos, right? Because it usually is the videos of the police shooting the black people or um, Latin Americans. And now it's, it's this genre, like this, um, these people trying to reverse it and they're trying to catch something you know and it's literally it's not for the money it's for the legacy right and in terms of the title i think the title of the film nope is literally he named this for your reaction because he knew that was going to be the reaction for most people there's going to be they're going to come out and be like nope because most of the stuff does no, it's go it's over. not nope because of this fucking cool subtext that you're talking about about like ex- exploitation of African Americans or police violence or something like that. That stuff's all fine. It's nope because it's not fucking well directed and it's not an enjoyable experience. That's why it's nope. I really want to hammer this home. This is not some like white guy perspective on the black movie that I don't like. This is just like a <laughs> film critic looking at a film and being like, this is not a good, well constructed fucking film. And here's an example. So Kyle Smith, most white guy name, unfortunately. Also, Wall Street Journal, most white guy paper. It's not my fault because it's going to say what I want. It is your fault. You you picked it. (laughs) (laughs) So it's 100% your fault. So Kyle, (laughs) Kyle says, Nope is a good example of how a film turns out when a lauded director proves too fond of his own flourishes to trim the fat, to worry about whether his ideas cohere, or to respect the dramatic imperatives of the form in which he's working. Yeah, Kyle. Yeah, Kyle, I tend to agree with you. Jordan Peele's, nope. It's a nope from fucking Chris, that's for sure. It is beautiful to watch as far as the cinematics. Um, Well, that's where I was going to go. Like, nope, was shot by a cinematographer. Hoyt Finn, Hoyt yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to fuck up this name. But, uh, yeah, he using Kodak film. He uh, shot it in 65 millimeter in IMAX. And this is literally the very first horror film in history to ever be shot in this format. Oh, yeah, man. This is basically, uh, uh, Jesus, what's his name? Uh, Dunkirk, Tennant, Oppenheimer, Christopher Nolan. This is like his DOP. Like, it looks nice. But, I mean, we've talked about other show uh, films on this podcast, like Cherry and stuff, where it's like, and, I mean, this is, this is better than Cherry because Cherry just is like a DOP run amok. But just looking good, it's all show, no fucking go. Um, and I mean, like even Daniel Kaluuya, he's like, he's, he's, he's a fantastic actor. I really like him. He's great in Queen and, uh, Queen and Slim and Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, his character is kind of like meh and Kiki Palmer, who plays his sister is the most a fucking annoying character that I've seen in a film in recent memory. Like, oh my God, I was like fucking put a stake in this fucking character because it's it's horrible and it's grating on my nerves every time she opens her fucking mouth. You know what I mean? Okay, so first, I think you should take that back. No, I'm not taking second, it back. Because <laughs> second, literally, that dynamic is us. I'm Daniel Kalua. I'm the laid back, soft spoken, 
not saying many words, but when I do say shit, people listen. And you're the loud, obnoxious guy who's constantly pulling the side stuff with your, hey, I'm a writer. I'm a producer. I'm an actor. And be like, hey, listen. That was the and whole how many people are thinking. listening to this being like, put a stake in Chris. Kill that fucking character. <laughs> that, that's what I was saying. You might want to take it back, right? But I think I, I get what you're saying, right? But in like for me, I liked it. I liked it a lot because I did like the story. I did like the subtext. Um, and I do like kind of, well, normally his films are one and done. and uh, But there's usually some interconnectedness. Um, one, like you have that chimp scene that um, comes in a lot. Like, what did you think about that? Okay, like, so the chimp of- scene is has no relevance basically to the film. I like the really? chimp scene. Oh, other than like, the fucking dude was in a show with a chimp and they do horses and horses and chimps are both animals. Like they're there. Again, I actually would have rather just watched a whole movie about that chimp shank, like that chip eating people. The chimp and shank. The chimp, yeah, the chimp shank. The, the, the chimp the shank redemption. Shank. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want to watch that chimp movie. That's the movie I actually want to watch because it was cool and interesting. And I would have loved to see that chimp actually physically like run amok and like, get to see him like rip shit apart that would have been dope uh see go yeah ahead. like like I but don't it get has what... no need to be in the film like it doesn't bring I, I, I anything think it to does. the film like it's literally like if you go into the subtext of this film is how hollywood and the hollywood studios pretty much any if you're not like and i think like in terms of casting, we'll just, just say this in terms of casting. One of your favorite actors actually turned down a role for this film because he went to go do the Martin Scorsese flower movie. Yeah. And that was Jesse Plemons. So. Okay. So one, points for not casting fucking Jesse Plemons. Unless he's the guy ripped he apart. Unless monkeys. he's the one ripped apart banged by the chimp, then, then that's fine. I'll watch Jesse Plemons but, get ripped apart by a chimp any day. But what I'm saying is like, um, normally like you had the monkey, um, and then uh, Stephen Young's well, chip, whatever. So you have the chip. You have Stephen Young. You have Daniel Kulu, Kiki Palmer. So it's all the people that technically, you know, they're they're the token of Hollywood, right? Like so, pretty so much it's the Dan- chimp. The chimp is a token as well. Yeah, he was the first one I said, <laughs> right? And then you corrected me saying it's not a monkey. That's right. But so you know, just you know, give me five seconds to listen before you repeat what i say <laughs> but so you got these guys and they're, they're the tokens of society that are pretty much like you're only going to hit this glass ceiling no one's ever going to go up right you're, you're never going to exceed you're never going to go you just got this glass ceiling because on this side technically probably was jesse Plummer's, but let's just say it's chris langford there's this white guy who literally is going to go right above you for no apparent reason whatsoever except for how the fuck do you get that out of the chimp scene how do you get that out of the chimp scene this chimp was like the only one to survive was literally um stephen young's character as a child because those were the two people that were the tokens of that thing like technically stephen young was the chimp chimp, spoiler alert the chimp gets killed (laughs) so but what it was the chip doing before it got killed? It gave him the fist pump, right? Because they they were together. The Buddy, chip, you uh, are did fucking. You, did you see? You did are you see grasping the chip for do, fucking straws on this thing. Did you man. see the chip? 
did you see the chimp fucking fist pump anybody else? I saw him like chase down the fucking dad. Okay, so so you're I saying I saw him eat the face of the daughter. So right? any okay, so like even that the okay. two people that were exploited, right? Like technically, Stephen Young is, and I apologize because I don't remember the name off the top of my head, but he's pretty much playing. Um, what's the guy from Indiana Jones Temple of Doom? Short round, short round. But yeah, he's pretty much playing him. Where you know, like, except sorry, he, except except short round didn't have a fucking TV show. This kid is like essentially the but, star. I would say it's more like, um, what's the one like? What you talk about, Willis? Because it's like the one Webster. No, no, the other one. Oh, oh, Webster, Webster, Webster works as well because actually Webster is only one, the one black child and the white family. Cause he's like the Asian child in the white family and they've got a chimp. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess solidarity amongst like disadvantaged people. Is that what you're, you're pulling out of this? Like exactly. Oh, fuck man. And so fine. Right. You can have that subtext, but you still have to tell the story properly and you, I, I they think... don't like, well, I think with this one, it's it's not one that's like to me like this. This is not the typical movie where you know the story is like just fucking you know verbally dumped on you in exposition with the characters, right? Like this one, like what was the the alien's final form? What did it look like to you? A vagina. Okay, sure, but uh, <laughs> it, it like. In reality, like, because it starts oh, okay. with Okay, in your reality, quote. what did it fucking look like? Well, it starts a with a biblical family? quote. No, no, <laughs> it starts with a, uh, a biblical quote. In the end, it looks like an angel. So you you get the... Is that what it looked like? It looked it, like a, a blobby you got the thing in the, in, this, in the sky. That's what it looked you, like. You got the... It, like, it expands, looks like wings. But if you think about it back then, um, if you look at biblical times, if that thing comes... In, eats somebody right and lose it's all of a sudden they're ascending to heaven right it's divine but now it's not right and i think that's the thing like these things were with uh like in the in the story itself like these things were in the in history this whole time and it's just like each generation it changes the story now it's all about the exploitation of it and trying to to catch it and pretty much that's what steven young's character was trying to do he he turned it into a 6 p.m friday night show mm-hmm. yeah i don't think I, I i don't agree with you i think i think you're really grasping at trust uh on the topic of the the daughter that gets her face ripped apart like all that work to do that makeup i want to see that fucking face more you know what i mean it's like such a brief shot it's in the trailer and then you think oh Oh yeah, we're gonna see like what that ripped up face looks like. Like, there was also no need to have her at the thing. Like, there, he's just trying to put a bunch of stuff in there, and it doesn't actually come together for any like rational reason. Again, if you're gonna have her there, have her more like first have her more visible because again, the the makeup artist that did that uh, looks like they did an amazing job, but you get no time on her, and the character basically is there just long enough to get like eaten. Like, what the fuck? So she got eaten twice by monsters? Like, that fucking sucks. Well, that's what happens when you wear a fucking sweater of yourself as a child. <laughs> like, that, that, if that's not fucking, like... <laughs> what do you mean? I'm wearing one of those mid, right now! <laughs> mid-scene fucking slasher killer. Like, hey, I think you think a little too highly of yourself as that's a child right. actor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
my face, my beautiful face. Um, this is what it looked like before. So it, it's got a $68 million budget and it's made $68 million at the box office. So I don't know. Wow. Maybe this puts a stake in, in, in Peel's career because they, we, as we've talked about, you need to almost go double. Uh, yeah, but it's only been open for what, two weekends? Yeah, but I mean, that's two weekends and it's only breaking I, even. I with the rated R film, where half the audience. Hey man, can't what did Joker made a fucking billion dollars? So the rated R no, thing came. It didn't make a billion dollars in a weekend, but it, it made, made more it than do- fucking sixty-eight million. Um, this movie opened higher than a certain film. Uh, wait, hold on, let me see. Oh yeah, it was called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. This film's weekend opened higher than that, but it is. Are we putting a stake in Quentin Tarantino? All right, touche. No, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. Look at you fucking coming back with numbers, you fucking asshole. Uh, the critic, like, I knew. You I knew, knew where I was going to go with that, right? So I'm like, oh man. I, I'm like, that's why. I, that's why I reversed this pod. I'm like, I quoted Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> I brought in Tarantino. I was like, so I, I guess I better drink guy. here because Scott's uh, saying all this stuff. Um. I mean, the critics gave it an 82, the audience 70. I mean, it's doing fine in that regard. Uh, I, I honestly think that if you want to watch this, just wait till it fucking comes out on uh, VOD or a streaming service. Watch it then. I mean, the cinematics are good, but they're not so good that you need to watch it on a big screen, which is unfortunate because like you said, they shot it on film and a bunch of other interesting aspects. But I mean, you're going to go to the theater and it's going to feel fucking long. You know what? Actually, here, I'll split the difference. Wait till it comes to a repertory theater. Go support your local repertory theater. Pay the 10 bucks or 12 bucks or whatever at the repertory theater. Because uh, at least you're doing fucking charity work for the repertory theater. Uh, I, I wonder if I can repeatedly say repertory theater a couple more times. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I highly do not recommend this fucking film. Well, I will say this. It, it was great. Like, I know he hasn't retired or anything like that, but I fucking love um watching keith david on screen man i know i know everybody is like if i can have any actor like uh monologue my life i want it to be morgan freegan i want it to be fucking keith david for mine man i want that fucking gargoyles fucking intro sword and story sword and sorcery stuff but this was before you probably never watched disney's gargoyles no i oh wait you mean like the cartoon yeah, he was he was the lead. He was he was Goliath, and then he's the one that did in an age of sword and sorcery. Like he did the intro, but yeah, man, he's got he's, he's got that he's got like the voice, right? Yeah, and in terms of what you're saying, in terms of a repert- what was it repertory? Say it repertory again? theater. Yeah, yeah, like this guy's like a king of it because you know there's a theater right now playing thing. John Carpenter's thing because that anniversary is coming up. It's probably playing They Live. Uh, isn't that it pl- anniversary- actually, isn't it playing at like the Apollo? <laughs> probably. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like these anniversaries are coming up. So um, he's probably going to be a lot uh, on a lot of um, on screens right now. Well, but- and he was he, he was good in The Quick and the Dead. As the one of the uh, the assassins that shows up and just gets fucking yeah. fucked right up. Man, he was in Platoon. He was in Platoon. That's holy fuck. Yeah, he's got a like. I'm I'm just scrolling through his uh, career here. Fucking Roadhouse. Oh my god, Roadhouse. Ripping some throats, <laughs> motherfucker. Throat ripping. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it's got a solid cast. It just didn't do it for me, man. 
you know, to each their own. We can't we can't all like every fucking movie. This is true. Unless you're me, because I very rarely dislike something. Because just in case one of these people see me be like, hey, aren't you that fucker from that fucking <laughs> podcast that said shit and just kick me in the nuts? That's why I'm always I'm always very nice to them. I know that Ryan Ryan Gosling, he's he's got a target on me, man. He's uh one of these days, like you said, I'm gonna be in a bar and he's just gonna walk and be like, Oh, I'm not tough, eh? Bam! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking thing, Timothy shouting along like you know you want. They're me, all lined fucker. up at the door, right? Fucking <laughs> oh Plemons, my god, Jesse Plumman. Bam, bam. Oh my bam, god, bam, bam. Kristen Dunn. Oh, you talk and... shit about me in that movie? Bam, bam. And I'm like, it's like that. Uh, remember that punching bag clown? Just like, yeah. Hey, you're just you going back, <laughs> and it's just them lining up, right? They're just they're just waiting for the Ava Mac production that goes to like Cannes, and then it's just gonna be this random like. It's the next horror film. You're going to get the little invite saying, hey, we got a party just for you. All right. You got to come. You got to come. And, and then, then just like, boom, 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 boom. Rocky. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Montage. Bam, 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 bam. And then the next night you're like, I think, I think, um, I think Jesse Plemons touched my ass. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was half knocked out. I don't know what happened. Uh, yeah, man. That's all I've got. Don't watch this movie unless you see it in a repertory theater. Nope. And that is our wrap for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends. If you want to get a hold of us, reach us at the www.howdoyoulikethatmovie.com. Just having shit run around and do nothing just because you're like, oh, fuck, I really like this. Like, I felt like he edited his own film because it was so fucking meandering. Like, I keep going back to that word because that's how it felt. I'm just like, what What are we doing here? Why? I what? just thought you had a word of the day calendar. Yeah, I, I, and that I, I, was I your have word. to flip it over and it's like, <laughs> You're like, it's mirandering today. I got to use it at least five times. That's oh, right. good thing I'm recording the pod. And, and repertory theater. <laughs> repertory theater. In, on repetition. <laughs> Production by Rod Shaver, Fader Monkey Productions.